The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Totally back together. Totally back together. I know. No I groupies. Know. I we said that like we, uh, we have friends. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, like, just like the Beatles, of course. Like, you know, no. There's no Yoko here. Was, I don't know. Was there Yoko? No. Did you have an Asian woman that was just telling you like, you know, what you don't need to tell me? No. Just go on date. No. <laughs> no. Everything is totally fine. We're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah, we're back in action. Yes, we're back after after a, a small hiatus. Yeah. And technical difficulties. We did have technical difficulties. Yeah, so there you are. I'm Julie. And I'm Joaquin. Yeah, and this is the Buffalo. This is the Buffalo. Episode 14. 14. I don't know anything interesting to I'm say about. Maybe Valentine's Day or something. Uh, yeah. A dozen plus two. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Almost 15. Um. Two from a quinceanera? Yes. yes. No, that's one from a quinceanera. It's 15. Oh, it's 15? Yeah, 15, one five. I feel like we need to turn up your mic a little bit, though. Yeah? Yeah, because I feel like it's not registering. You know, you can't hear me now? I can, but it's not registering very high on the meter. Oh, no, don't worry about that. If it's still here, I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's registered here, so we're going to leave that whole tester in, too, just so you know. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> people can see how professional we are. Very professional, very professional. Super professional. Yeah. Um, so today, I went to the movies by myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do that frequently. So yes. yeah, I mean, I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, My dad, like, two weeks ago, we were chatting and he's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to go grab a bite to eat. And he says, oh, who are you going with? And I said, myself. And he goes, you know, you've always been kind of a loner. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Anyways, a loner me went to see um, the Icelandic movie, oh. Lamb, today. How was that? Terrible. Terrible? <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> Why was it terrible? Full spoilers right now. So if you oh, plan on watching gosh. Lamb... Skip ahead. Just fucking skip ahead. Yeah. So I mean, but just like, oh my god, like, I, I gotta go see that lamb movie. But I'm gonna save you guys a couple dollars from fucking seeing lamb. Save, save me a couple dollars too. I, I love going okay. to Okay. So it's billed as a horror movie. Okay. And how it starts out: these people live in rural northern Iceland. Okay. Okay. Rural. and they are farmers okay okay and it's probably good that um my like language uh like my icelandic skills don't really exist 
because there's really no talking in this movie. It's almost a silent film. There's like very little dialogue. Okay. And How so long was it? Like 105 minutes of very little dialogue. Okay. And um, so what I've surmised Mm -hmm. is that this couple had a child that may have, that that has died. Okay. Okay. So um, at some point during this movie, probably 45 to 50 fucking minutes in, um, this lamb gives birth Okay. Roll credits. Yeah. To like this hybrid child. Oh. It's got a fucking lamb's head. Oh. Like one lamb hoof. Oh. A child's fucking arm. And then like the rest of it is like a a child. Oh. So it walks upright and it wears like um Gaelic sweaters. How was that? Yeah. Like you just, so, you know, I'm like, just like <laughs> so I'm like, well, full disclosure, I'm like, that lamb's really cute. Like, I would probably let that lamb live in my house. Julie. Yeah. So anyways, um, so they love this lamb and the, the husband, his brother shows up to uh-huh. like visit unexpectedly and he's like a washed up rock star and they like introduce him to the lamb child and he's just like, whatever. Like, not like, Hey, how did you end up with the lamb child, bro? Did you fuck a lamb? Cause that is like what that, I would be thinking. Literally my first. That, me like, too. Right. Cause I'd be like, lamb? right. <laughs> How'd this happen? <laughs> so, um, long story short, the mother of the lamb child keeps coming to the house and like buying all the time. And so the the adoptive mother is, like, not having it. So she goes and shoots and kills that fucking lamb mom, buries it. And then, um, this is a very anticlimactic movie. So the like those movies usually are. Like, they, they do a bunch of vague stuff for, like, yeah. 30 minutes. And so it won all these awards and yeah, shit. And yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not one of those people, like. I am big on the Sundance and all that. It, it, yeah, it, it, it won it, like, can and, like. Like, witch and all that stuff. Where yeah, so here's the thing. Like, burn. I'm very good with, like, indie films and, yeah, like, indie, these, yeah. you know, I'm good with all of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and. I am not an idiot and I understand like the subtlety of what people are trying to do, but this movie was just fucking trash. Okay. <laughs> like too pretentious for it. Like, show. come on. Like, and so, uh, let me, I'm just going to wrap it up like for you. The lamb, right. So we, long story short, the father takes the, the lamb's name is Atta. Okay. A-D-A, Atta. So the father takes her maybe. So the father takes her to go check the the fishing nets that the uncle has cast. And uh on the way back trying seeing the like goat the lamb beast. No, because it's really fucking cute. It's really fucking like it cute. It literally just has a lamb's head. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. it made her dad toast in one scene. I don't know. It's really cute. So um <laughs> Uh, 
so yeah so what happens is it speak english or it doesn't talk really it makes noises like hmm hmm mm-mm. like yeah i guess it was talking in the original cut but yeah because i had to read up on this shit afterwards anyways so long story short they go to check the fishing lines they're walking back and the wife hears these shots and uh She's like, what? Like, oh, no. So she starts running towards the sounds of the shots, and she sees her husband, who's been shot twice in the throat, um, by this fucking ram man, who's apparently the father of this. And, and it's, oh, yeah, yeah. So this ram man is also built like Atta. It has one fucking human arm, which obviously is its trigger finger. Yeah, that's, okay. That's a and the hoof one just fucking balances it, right? <laughs> um yeah so he he bleeds out in the wife's arms and um and the ram man takes atta away and the wife is just standing there after she drops her husband's cold dead body and she's just standing there and it's like 30 seconds of her just like fucking standing in the breeze and then it's like fade to black and i'm like this is fucking trash that's there was weird. one fucking gratuitous sex scene in there, which I I don't I don't. But usually those movies are like we're trying to say something. We're like what are they trying to say? Like you fucking killed the baby's mom. Yeah. And now we're killing your what husband. Does that even mean, though? What like, goes around comes around, bitch. That's what that was about. So it's 105 minutes of what goes around comes around. Essentially, I don't know. It was uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe this is a brilliant film. I don't fucking like the know. The way you described it, I feel like it's pretty on the nose, and it's like I'm pretty sure me and my own like pretentious self would have just been sitting there. Just I would I would have got up and clapped like one of those people. <laughs> so oh, it's I, funny I, because I, I invited my buddy to go watch it with me, and uh, I messaged him like within like the last five minutes of the film, and I go, "I'm so glad you're not here with me right now." <laughs> Because forever, this will be the movie that you'll be like, remember that one time you made me go watch that shit lamb movie? Remember when you made me sit through fucking lamb? Yes, exactly. For the rest of my life, we'll be 85 years old and he'll be like, remember that time you made me watch lamb? So yeah, so lamb. I'm going to go watch some reviews on this because I'm a big, I'll go watch reviews on things, but now it's like. Like when you, the way you just described it, it's like, all right, we lost our child. Mm-hmm. We just somehow happened upon this magical hybrid child, hybrid baby. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure hijinks ensues of just small things mm-hmm. happening, and then you take your, you kill the the goat's right. mother, a lamb's you, mom, yeah, the lamb's mom, and mm-hmm. then the lamb and the dad go out to fish, and then this ram man who mm-hmm. hasn't been here this whole time, right, shows up, just knows to come and kill. It did. The dad. It took it. It took their shotgun and killed them. Instead of like, hey, that's my kid, and he would have been like, eh, all right, I get it. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I mean, as, as I guess the they kind of left. Like you look at them, it's like clearly this is your child. Like, if there's not, there's no distinct features to say that this isn't your child. So clearly, I think they left the door open for no, Lamb Two, Ram Jam. What would you do? <laughs> Well, obviously, and not much because the dad is dead now. But like, what would you just follow the ram and the lamb? Yes. And I guess like maybe the wife is like, I guess I'll go with the lamb. I don't know. All I'm going to say that my takeaway from this is that um, 
a, a half ram hybrid man is getting more sex than I am. That is my takeaway from this well, film. Well, I mean, if you want to have sex with goats, I mean, I think you've got some... Some, uh, I'm not looking for inner species. This is no. this is. I mean, technically, he just has the the head and the in the one hand. I mean, the rest of him's all man. I didn't see his dick. I mean, a dick's a dick. I guess so. A dick is a dick is a dick. You know, I would dispute that in my life. <laughs> I <would> dispute that. <laughs> you yeah. don't think the uh, the the ram dick is looks like a man dick? I. I don't want to think about it. You don't think it's a lipstick thing like a dog? It's gross, dude. I don't even want to think about that. Seriously. <laughs> Moving, on. <laughs> Moving on. So that was I. I, I why well, we're talking about movies? I saw. Well, I, I don't think our I don't think our fan base is big on uh, Dune. I don't think we have a lot of colored haired uh, septum piercing. You never know. We have like 8,000 subscribers. So in that segment, I'm sure there's a few. Well, if if you're, if you sport a warning, you're going to just keep, keep pressing fast forward. Mm -hmm. I went and saw Dune. Mm -hmm. Um, With your lady? No, just I, she doesn't really care about movies that much. And uh, I'll probably end up dragging her to movies eventually. But like, this was like, again. You should take her to Lamb. I'm glad I didn't take her. (laughs) This, This movie was too and a half hours. Oh no, thank you. Not including pre-pass. But it has Zendaya in it. And she's a does, she's well, gorgeous. Spoiler warning, does it? Mm. Uh, mm. Essentially this movie I could be summed up with um saying, "Hey, if you read the books, mm-hmm. here you go. If yeah. you just want to go see a movie, maybe wait to, for all of them to come out and watch them all in one afternoon." Okay. Because essentially, this was a lot of buildup. Yeah. A lot of me like, oh, I know that actor from this place. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, yours is anticlimactic, and I feel like my movie was also anticlimactic, because mm-hmm. it ended with just a one-on-one fight. Mm-hmm. And Zendaya kind of just there. Mm. Um, it was a lot of lot of lot of actors in this movie. There's a lot. lot there's there's a it's lot of all star cast. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of money in this movie. they sunk a lot into yeah. it. Two and a half hours, yo. Two and a half hours. That would be like two to VHS open, tapes, like the Titanic. To open a series with a two and a half hour movie, mm-hmm. it's very ambitious. And from what I'm told by the YouTubers that I watch with colored hair and stuff and piercings, mm-hmm. this was a very good movie. I, you, I also have heard this from. A certain select segment on my social media, so this is oh, a very good movie. Yes, a lot of a lot of uh, button up. Uh, they probably of, love lamb yes, too. A so lot, a lot of skinny jeans, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. combat boots, very a e- lot of yeah, email. Those, yes, a lot of a lot of those people enjoy this movie. Mr. Brightside is like their fucking yes. ringtone. Oh yes, 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 yes. A lot of rolled up sleeves. A lot of people who like yeah. squat down to talk to you when they want to really get like. Eye to eye with you to yeah. like really like you know I'm start doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Of- <laughs> mm-hmm. But it it was good when it was good. It looked beautiful. Yeah, everybody in the movie looked beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure. And the cinematography looked like it was oh absolutely gorgeous. But as somebody who was just like, oh, I'm just go see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell there was a lot of build up. Yeah, a lot of build. Oscar Isaacs, he, you know, yeah, he he does no wrong. Um, so what you're saying is, um, don't was in it for a bit. Don't take a date to see no. Dune. Oh God, no. Okay, 
No. Unless she is unless she's very into Dune. Okay. If she's so, into Dune, that's the perfect place to take her. Mm-hmm. But then again, right. I think if she's if she's into Dune, you're also into Dune. Right. And you guys have probably already saw it by now. Yeah. You're fucking Doonies. But yeah, you're already already Doonies. You're Doonies. But look beautiful. It was great to watch. A lot of lore, I'm assuming, okay. is happening in okay. front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so two two films to really stay away from. Yes. And the dating. And the dating yeah. yeah. They're not good dating movies. Right. So I mean maybe just Unless uh you're into Ram Heads and One Hoof. Maybe do a Halloween Kills. I don't know. Halloween Kills I saw that. It was pretty Did good. you? Was it good? It I haven't seen it yet. Um it. so I, I will go see it. But my big thing about Halloween Kills is so please explain to me how Michael Myers never oh, wait, fucking did you see it? No. Oh, okay. But just like Michael Myers is not a supernatural creature. I mean, like, do you want me to spoil it? No, fuck okay. you. I, we'll talk about this another day. Okay. I'm going to see that maybe, see maybe tonight. No, I, 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 maybe tonight. Vote of confidence. I saw it. Okay. Good. Okay. But pretty much your question that you're starting to ask, they're starting to answer. Oh, okay, perfect. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So we'll, we'll move on. think like you're like, Jamie Lee Curtis is old. Right. So Michael Myers, Michael Myers has got to be like. Be 10 years older than Right, he's like 70 years old fucking out there just slaying them bitches. That's what I'm saying. It's like I watched one where he got shot, like fucking fell down like this rocky river ravine, went down like a a hole and then came out and then still lived. Okay. You know what it might be? It might be just the the music. Just as soon as he hears that music, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm feeling great. Activated. (laughs) <laughs> I am good to go. But what was that one Halloween this movie? just gets me up and going. It's Michael White. Silver Shamrock. Remember that one that never fit into the fucking series at all? No. What was that? What? <sighs> I forgot what I Halloween number it is. And, like, I just, I no, this that, one was like, it was. Buster Rhymes was like, I remember that one. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> he was just... Tyra Banks was in one too, I think. Yeah. I think the same one that Busta was mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Fuck was yeah. one where they drew on eyebrows for him too. Bust a bus. Mm-hmm. Listen. Halloween Kills definitely, definitely good date. Okay, movie. I'm gonna go see Halloween Kills. It's a little gruesome for the kids, but it's okay. It's a little... Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Now I just need to go on a date. Yes. <laughs> well, have let's... You, well, after we've been on a hiatus. Has have what are we still? We still have not date? been on a on a date. Okay. Yeah. No, on um, purpose. Do you feel you feel you've been taking this time to reevaluate, reassess, rebuild? Yeah, I'm sure, sure, but <laughs> sure, sure, yes. yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I guess I don't know. Probably not. I think I'm just kind of like I hate people at this moment. So, like yeah. you hate like what? Like what would you say is like the number one pet peeve with like dating? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to show up with like a, a dossier and just hand it over the table. Here's my stats. Here's my right. leads, you know, 2012 champ. Right. Like just like, I, to be honest with you, we're, we're joking, but like dating would be a lot easier if you just literally showed up with, with a yeah, leather portfolio here, and be like, here's, here's my recommendation. That's from it. Past relationships. Here's like, you know, this, this ended because of this, this started because of this. Right. You just do that. And then you're just like, okay, I think this is good. Yeah, and must here are my mental disorders. Mm, uh, yeah, I mean that movie Must Love Dogs. I have one. It's called Must Love Bret Hart. Um. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. What is Must Love Dogs? 
Must love dogs? Must love dogs. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think you said muscle of dogs. Yeah, muscle love dogs. That's a that's a um it's that's the precursor to lamb. <laughs> we're getting off lamb. <laughs> well, how about this? Was he a out? Yes. Well, full disclosure, we're gonna let you in some inside baseball. We recorded an episode that mm-hmm. completely went to shit. <laughs> it went to shit. It did, it did. We yeah. talked we talked about we fucking talked about love on the spectrum. Talked about love on the spectrum. We also talked about Mormon soaking, yes. uh, which I watched a TikTok on the other day. Did you watch? So you know what it is? Now? Yes. Yeah. No, I do. No, I do. No, I do. When they had like the jumper on the bed and everything. Like they, they didn't get into that. Oh. I guess Mormons are really into anal because I guess it protects vaginal of fucking course. virginity too. Yeah, so I think we joked about that. Like it's like God's just like oh well they they went up the ass. So it's mm-hmm. like, like it's just like they, they can still come up here. Listen, <laughs> fucking slam it in. It's fine. Whatever. Slam it in. Slam it in. Yeah, we yeah, love on a spectrum. We yeah. talked about that. We did. I made my mom watch uh, season two the other day. I went down, saw my folks. I uh, uh, hung out with them. My mom, she loves Michael as much as I do. Yes, yes, love him. I, he's he's a good fuck. He is, and I feel like Michael should have his own show. I think he will. Like the, I think he's the only one that really understands what this show is. Yeah, I just i i enjoy i enjoy me some Michael. I think you see Michael in like something like 90 Day Fiance. And to be honest with you, and... I would date Michael. Really? Yeah, I would. I would date Michael. I, I mean, if he wasn't 26 years old, I would date Michael. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's an infant. Yeah. He's a lamb. I mean, he's your lamb. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, we've used lamb enough that this mm-hmm. episode's going to be called lamb. So mm-hmm. it's... <laughs> Fucking silence of the lambs. <laughs> But you would you would give Michael a spin? Yeah. How do you think that would be though? I think we have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. My mother is so um, impressed with how polite and cordial and lovely and um, mannerly all of the people on that I show were. I thought you, you were going to say Michael. But I'm like all of them. Now that you like as you were talking, I'm like mm-hmm. every single one of them were very polite, very yeah, like, very mannerly. Yeah. yeah. My mother is like they're all so lovely. Yeah. She's like, like they. they once they were a little crippled by nervousness, but it's like everybody was very polite, very cordial. Yeah, my mother was like, they're they so kind to each other. Physical, like a hug or anything, unless mm-hmm. they, they would always ask. For yes. It. Yeah. Yeah, my mother was really blown away by that. So, uh, yeah, so that was my second time watching uh, season you did, two. You did it two? You yeah. ran through twice. I did. It was worth it. It was yeah. totally worth Anybody it. You um, I'm not going to say dislike anybody because that's not true. Too fond of uh, I mean, I think I this is just me being a dick. Uh, Teo is a little too loud. Ooh. She's a little much for me. Beautiful girl. Yeah. Oh yeah, very, very attractive. Beautiful but girl. She was very. It's so funny because she went out on that date with that guy uh, who was nice, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she went out on that date with that girl who showed up with like her knocks hanging out. Yeah. And I was like, oh. "Yeah, there, she, there it goes right she, there." Yeah, she was like, like, but I, I, when I was watching that date, I didn't think she was the one with the knocks out. Where was she was interested, but like apparently she was. No, she was interested. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Well, good for you," because yeah. they were both good-looking girls. So actually, the one guy like he like impressed me too, which he was um the other guy that turned out to be by near the end that mm-hmm. looked like uh, uh Michael, like the dude from Back to the Future's dad. 
Crispin Glover. Yeah, he looks like he, he, he does like look Crispin like Crispin Glover. Glover. <laughs> uh, what was his name? Like Jaden or like something, something like that? Yeah, yeah. He, was, he impressed me too because he was like. Not to sound weird, but it's like I you couldn't really some of them you really couldn't tell that they were on the spectrum. Well, it's it's funny because I told my mother um that twenty years ago we hadn't really fully understood what autism was. Um they only, they only studied the men too, so it's like women were just left to the fucking wolves. I said that most of these people would have gone undiagnosed. Yeah. And um they were just the people that you were thought were a bit eccentric or yeah. very smart or yeah. like, I guess you would have labeled them as like nerdy or, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but they wouldn't have been categorized and they would have dated, um, I guess, neurotypical people. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have found like-minded. Right. And, and, and dating in itself anyway. Absolutely. So, um... I mean, the show is kind of a blessing and a curse in a way. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, these people, for their own well-being, know that they're different in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, that Cassandra girl knew she was different um, when she got her diagnosis. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that had she never gotten that, maybe she would have... Because I feel like maybe they pigeonhole themselves a bit once they find out... Their diagnoses. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like for them, it's like a more of an awakening because it's like now I kind of know. It is, but it isn't. Up. So the thing is, is like, um, like I said, I'm sure you and I probably went to school with a bunch of undiagnosed people on the spectrum. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm sure off the top of your head, you could probably yeah. think of classmates, right? Too, Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, but they managed to find their way in the world. And so, like I said, it's a blessing and a curse because, uh, when you kind of like segment people into like a certain area, um, they kind of tend to go off into that area. But when you kind of assimilate them into just like, I guess what would be called mainstream, uh, people just kind of like go with the flow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I it, there's no right, no wrong answer to this. You know what I mean? Because I just feel like everybody, you know, deserves to have their their moment. And uh, and I think uh, just like anything in life, um, luck finds you, right? Yeah. So uh, whether you're on the spectrum or neurotypical, uh, it's just all about timing and. Uh, Having your lucky moment, right? True. So that makes me think of another question. I'm hmm. ask you. Go ahead. Do you believe in soulmates? We had this discussion. I was about to say, I think we did. Yeah, we had this discussion. Um, remember, I said that I feel like there are a number of soulmates that you may feel yeah. and meet in your life, and they're not always a love relationship. It's always, it could be a friendship, it could be whatever. And okay. so, soulmates. Uh, yeah, I believe that they exist, but I don't think that they're always romantic uh, attachments. Okay. So you do think there's like, you're fated to meet certain people in your life? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I kind of... Or you're lucky to meet those people in yes. your life. Yes. More than anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just overall think that there's just compatible people. Sure. Yeah. But it's like... People that you just... The same thing. I mean, you always know like when you meet 
certain people, um, like, oh my God, this is going to be my friend. You know what I mean? Like, you just get that vibe. Yeah. So I've 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 had that vibe uh, within the past uh, couple years with a few people. My friend Andre is one of them. Uh, I, the minute that we met, we just were thick as thieves. Um, when I met my roommate James, like that was another one. We're just thick as thieves. We just um, I consider him to be you know, a family member. So, um, those are, those are people that I'm really blessed to have in my life. So, um, yeah, I think they're soulmates on a certain level. Right. Okay. So, but love relationships, if you can find that person, but like I said in the other episode, like if you think that your soulmate is in Buffalo, New York, or like whatever small ass town you're in, it's like, I don't know. There's so many millions. And sometimes it is if you're both kind of tired. I Sure. I mean, I'm not saying that there can't be, but I'm just saying the likelihood. Yeah. If there's such a thing as a soulmate, like your one and only true kindred spirit, mm-hmm. you know, uh, finding it within like a 15 mile radius. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A nice little bus trip. Though, yeah. Ram man. Do you think there's like a through line with most of the people you connect with? Like there's a trait that they all kind of possess? I think um I think the the people that I like have in my life are all innately kind people. So uh, there's a big thing with energy and you attract a lot of who you are. Mm-hmm. Like attracts like. Okay? And I've always said this like uh, with my clients, because I also do hair, all of my clients are very plug much. What's that? You plug your business. Right yeah, right I could right. plug my my <laughs> business right now. Um, but the thing is, is like all of my clients are very much like me. Mm-hmm. We're all very open and kind and loving and tolerant, and so, um, not that. Not to say that some haven't slipped through the cracks, you know, new people, but like the ones that have remained and I've retained over a 20 year period, we're all very much the same people. Um, And the ones that are not on my level, I usually release as clients because there's just not a a meeting of the minds. Oh, even like with that, it's like extended them as a client, like. Their personality weighs in on that too. The thing is, is um, it just it it doesn't like you just don't jive. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like I don't know. It's hard to say. It's very hard to say. So okay. yeah, I believe well. that too. Like it's like it always seems to be like I feel like I always go with people who don't really take things too seriously. They're a little bit passive. Like they're not like passive in a good way. Like the sensible like. Yeah, like this part of like kind of just always just enjoying life and just not really like trying to force pieces together and just existing, being, enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I feel like that's always people I connect with usually go that route because that's how I usually go. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So like attracts like. Um, 
And your soul always tells you what's good and what's not good. I feel like, I feel like you, um, you tend to reject people that don't fill your spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's or just. the dynamic is most of you can only work together. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So what else do you want to talk about? I'm going to say we just hit the 30-minute mark. 30? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Wow. So I kind of want to, like, let's ask some tough questions. Okay. Go, go ahead. Do you believe that you only meet a certain finite of people that you can connect with in life? Or do you think there's a cap on that? No. I mean, are we putting like are we saying this is a love relationship? Yeah. We're not we're not talking about the fun things like love. Uh, you know, it's that's that's a tough question because I feel like there's so many people in this world right. that you could potentially meet. Mm-hmm. Um here's the thing, let's be honest. Most people don't uh radiate outside of maybe say a hundred mile radius for mm-hmm. The majority of their life. So if you're doing it in that aspect, you're narrowing your search in a sense. If the world is your oyster, which with the advent of the Internet and I mean, air travel and whatever else. You can connect with a lot more people. Um. Are you going to connect with everybody that needs to be in your life? Obviously not, because there's a million variables that are going to bring people into your life. But I don't know. It's, I mean, I think that if you're just working inside your wheelhouse, uh, it's, it's difficult. But if you're willing to expand and I don't know, I, I guess if you were to like, if you were, had a common interest and a commonality with somebody and you were part of a group, maybe online or whatever that could expand your, you know, like, uh, Marcel and what's her face on 90 day fiance. They met cause he lived in Turkey and she lives in some place here in the States, but they were both beekeepers. Like, so that kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, granted that's probably not the I mean, it's not a good example, but the the fact of the matter is, is like if you're if you have this common interest, you can connect with people globally. Right. So you just can't say it's going to be one thing or the other. You know what I mean? So. Did it have something to do with where we're going to eat after this? <laughs> where did you want to eat? I don't know. I'm just a little hungry. <laughs> with wings? I'm down for wings. Yeah, with bones in them. Okay. We don't got to go to the to the brink of, what, 40 minutes or something like that. We can just mm-hmm. talk casually. I really had a good question. I was going to like, uh, uh. Oh, okay, there it is. Okay. Do you think most people date with trying to find what they want opposed to what they need? 
Because I feel like that also goes in with like trying to find a soulmate too. Want soulmate, quote unquote. Like I feel like a lot of like to a good degree of us, we always date with what we want, and we try to make that fit what. Okay, so here's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of things that people want in their lives that that are realistic and unrealistic, right? Yeah. Um, it's always like one of those like be careful what you wish for situations. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I've been in situations like that before where it's like be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And then you get it and you're like, you know. I mean, sometimes it does work out. It does, you know. You it know, does. Like, it does. There's a balance, though, that like needs to be. Plug on mine, like I found somebody who I wanted in, and so it's like it's really helped out that way. But it's like I feel like that's a very rare case. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just I feel like you kind of just have to like uh, you you have to feel out like everything and kind of like weigh things out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think people fantasize about things that they have no knowledge of. Very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everything just, yeah, it's I like think the, this will go this way or I think right. this type will go this Grass way. is always greener scenario, yeah, right? And so you think like, yeah, you know what? Maybe things will be this way or that way. And it's, it's like you, everybody kind of romanticizes something in their head mm-hmm. occasionally. Uh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, like you're a little Joe Goldberg and you're like, Oh, I saw the way you looked at me and I thought, could it be you? Um, but the thing is, is um, in reality, reality versus like, it's like having a filter over reality. Right. So yeah, sure. It seems great on the surface, but when you get invested in something, is it totally worth it? Um, there's a uh, documentary called Queen of Versailles. Have you ever seen it? Okay, so Queen of Versailles is about this girl who grew up in like, it's like either Ithaca or Utica, I don't know, some fucking place in bullshit New York. And she ends up marrying um, the guy that owns like Wingate. Uh, So he's like a billionaire and um, they have everything like that they could ever wish for monetarily and they are building this home uh, that they've called Versailles because it's based on uh, the palace in Versailles, France and it's it's insane. It's legitimately like disgustingly insane this home. That they're, yeah. And uh, long story short uh, their life is not perfect. Mm-hmm in any way and it's actually chaotic and after the documentary is done being filmed several years later their daughter uh, died of a opioid addiction and very sad very very sad Um, and the guy who owns the Wingate properties his older children kind of despise him and so every it's like kind of like the Midas touch. You know what I mean? It's like 
like coupled with the emperor's new clothes. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's this thing, like you can have everything, but really if you don't have the important things in your life, your life is really garbage. So it's kind of like everybody romanticizes these ideals in their head. But the end of the day is like, what is important, right? So I think it's mostly because people get caught in like, you know what you want, but you might not know what you need. Mm-hmm. And it might take you years to find out what you actually need because you have to go through all of these, what you wanted. And like Precisely. Essentially get your hand burned by that stove over and over and over. A- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of stove. Yeah. Want to get some food? I do. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, until next time. Yeah, I'm Julie. I'm Lockheed. And this is The Buffalo. The Buffalo. Get low, get low, buffalo, get low on the down low, buffalo, get low, get low, buffalo on the down low, motherfucker, buffalo.